Hello, healthcare consumers, and welcome to Escaping the Healthcare Prison podcast. This podcast is dedicated to making the healthcare maze easier to understand and navigate. Today's podcast will be what you need to know about healthcare consumer and patient rights and responsibilities. This is, I think, very, very important. And I'm just going to take a minute and just talk a little bit right now because my guess would be a huge percent of the people and consumers listening to this podcast don't even know that they have rights that are published that you, the consumer, can ask for. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And hopefully this will enlighten you to what you can do and what you can't do. I'm Gary Prala, co-founder of the Healthcare Consumer Navigator Center, and will be your podcast host today. With me today is Matt Stoker and Zach Lewis, production assistants. Gary, thanks for having us on. You're quite welcome. Looking forward to this one. Good. I think this is going to be a good one. So what are we going to cover today? Well, what we're going to go over is what your rights are and what your responsibilities are. You do have some responsibilities as a consumer. But you have a significant number of rights as a consumer, too, that you need to take advantage of. And my goal is to, A, explain those rights to you, and B, those rights will hopefully help you get out of the healthcare prison. And I think that responsibility part is actually very important because I'm sure people listening to this think, here are all the different ways that uh, healthcare companies can get you. But there are some things that you need to do as well to make sh- to limit that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And see, that's why this is so important. And, you know, that's why it's important that, you know, the consumer be informed in order to help them move through this maze. So with that being said, let's take a minute and talk about who is Healthcare Consumer Navigator Center and what do we do? We were started in December 2016 by launching our website, www.healthcareconsumernavigatorcenter.com. Our website is dedicated to help consumers understand and plan and use practical tools and guides to navigate the healthcare system. Okay, so here we go with today's podcast, Consumer Patient Rights and Responsibilities. So what are these rights and responsibilities? What they are is that they uh, it's not a bill and it's uh, or a single document, but it's a list of guarantees that healthcare providers are obligated to give you. Is this through state law or is it just things that we have agreed to agree upon? No, it's a federal mandate. Okay. And it's through the Centers of Medicare and Medicaid, you know, services. Mm -hmm. And they are mandated to provide this to us, the consumers, when we either are admitted to the hospital or we go to a healthcare facility. Now, when you go to a hospital or healthcare facility, they will have you sign a gazillion forms. And one of the forms you will sign is that you were told that there are rights and responsibilities. Mm. You may never get a copy of them, but, you know, that's what you're signing. You're then signing informed consent, which we'll talk about here in a minute, and we'll talk about advanced directives here in a minute, which are two very, very big things. Okay. These are backed by law. Backed by law. 
Yep, absolutely. So when did they start? Well, the American Hospital Association introduced these back in the early 70s, and then they were revised in the early 90s. And again, the goal and objective was to try to get the consumer more involved in managing their health care, but more importantly, understanding that they do have rights. Now, are these rights mandated? Yes, but they can be uh, interpreted and written differently by every healthcare organization. But the intent of what uh, CMS wanted to do is there for us, the consumer, regardless of which organization we go to. So that's why these are very important. And, you know, that's why we're going to, you know, we're going to take just a little bit of time talking about what the consumer's rights are and what the consumer's responsibilities are. So with that being said, let's just go ahead and just start talking a little bit about these. To start off with is that the consumer has a reasonable right to request treatment. So, you know, you can request anything you want and you have a right you know, to request that. You have a right to have equal treatment based upon your race, color, religion, and all those type of things that are very important. You have a right to information about patient rights, meaning, like I said earlier, is that when you walk into a hospital or walk into an emergency room or walk into a healthcare facility, you know, like ask them for their bill of rights, because if you know what their bill of rights are, that means it puts you into a more powerful position if you experience a problem, because then you can go ahead and you can then really, really work hard with them to answer questions that, that you may have. You have a right to information, making decisions of, of you know, care. Those, Making decisions of care. How do you mean? Well, what I mean is, is that you have a right to be totally informed as to what is wrong and what your options are in relationship to managing your care. Mm-hmm. So it should always be a bottom up, meaning you're the bottom and you're gathering information from the top in order to make an informed decision as to what's best for you. And that's called informed consent. I think this can be difficult sometimes because it can feel like a doctor or somebody in healthcare is is uh, condescending or talking down to you, as is you use your analogy from the bottom up. But it's true. I feel like when I'm in, in a situation where I'm at a hospital or a doctor's office and looking for information, I feel like I'm being spoken to like I'm a child. But at the same time, it's 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 my it's my health, right? I need to know. I need to know all of my options. I need to know what's going on. I think sometimes people can be. Uh, wary to ask about this at the risk of seeming societally ignorant. Oh, I agree. And that's why, as we've talked about on previous podcasts, is that what's important is to have a family member with you. Right. 
when you're in these stressful situations. Right. And unbiased. Well, I don't want to say unbiased, but an observer who doesn't necessarily have a personal stake in what's happening. It's not their health care, but it's on behalf of somebody who they care about. Well, there is. And there's absolutely no reason why that family member or that or that advocate for you can't take notes. Sure. Now, it may scare the hell out of the doctor or it may worry some of the hospital personnel. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with that because that will eliminate any confusion. Some of those poor people see much scarier things than note-taking, I think, on a daily basis. Well, that can't be the most frightening thing they run into. Yeah, but there's a lot of, you know, just like in today's environment, you know, the left hand is suing the right hand. <laughs> <laughs> and it's insane. And the same thing holds true with healthcare. Mm. So that's why they may be a little paranoid, but... By the same token, at the end of the day, it's important that you are 100% informed as it relates to your treatment options. And then that goes hand in glove with, you know, the advanced directives. And, you know, the advanced directives are basically when you get into a situation where it's life or death or things into that nature, then you have given the directive to you know, do not resuscitate or whatever it may happen to be because, you know, that's your decision. And those are important things too. No. Or at least I think they are because, um, I mean, at least that gives you some control. I'm having a hard time imagining a scenario where all of these break down. I imagine that doesn't happen, but well, they you walk into a hospital and they grab you and diagnose you and perform surgery on you without telling you anything, I assume is – what we, we'd be looking at here if they ignored all of these rights? Well, I, I'm sure it happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what the exact situations yeah. could be, but, you know, there's going to be situations where that is going to happen. Yeah. Or at least some of these are ignored. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think what Zach says is true is that, you know, we, the patient, we, the consumer are just somewhat paranoid mm -hmm. and, believe that whatever that doctor or whatever that nurse says is right and true. And it may be or it may not be. So if you're admitted to the hospital, there is absolutely no reason why you can't walk up and say, give me my chart. I want to read it. Now, that may not go over too big in some places, but you have a right to do that. Yeah. And you'll find probably some interesting things in there, like there could be things that the doctor has ordered that haven't been done yet. Mm. And, I mean, a great example was is a family member of ours was in the hospital and needed physical therapy. And we knew that the order was written, but there was no physical therapy being done. And one of the family members just got irate, walked out to the physical therapy department, said, I want to check up there today. And, you know, they gave her some razzmatazz, and she said, fine. Uh, my next stop is going to be the president of the hospital. And if you don't believe me, watch me. Two hours later, the tech was in the room. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you got to browbeat these people. And right, wrong, or indifferent, it's your care, it's your family member's care, and those healthcare professionals 
need to understand that you're going to be, you're going to hold them accountable. And, and one thing to understand about these rights is that you are not in the wrong for doing so. No, not at uh, all. You know, you, as long as you understand what you're doing, then you, it is within your right to go down and say, Hey, this, this care has been ordered, then we should be getting it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And see, that's why, you know, you have a right to your medical record. You have a right to see your medical record. You have a right to request your medical record. And there's absolutely, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, what a lot of people are recommending today is that we, the consumer, should always request for a copy of our medical record and we're the ones that should manage it versus the hospital or the doctor or or whomever else it may be that you're going to go see. And what's the reason for that? One of the bigger reasons for it is, is if by chance you go to another hospital or another doctor, you can present those healthcare providers with your history and then it makes it that much more easier for that new healthcare provider to help you. Mm. So, and again, hardly anybody does that. Now, my wife and I do, and it becomes a little bit easier now if in the event your healthcare provider has what's called a health portal. I don't know if, if you've ever seen those, mm -hmm. but what they are is that they have all of your medical record information, all your lab test results, all, all of your x-ray results, and all of the doctor's orders, doctor's visits in one spot. And it's called the portal. And it's printable. You know, you sign up for it, and you can then um, go into their system, go into that portal, and be able to view and print anything you need. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, um, I went into my primary care doctor's portal, printed all my lab work results that were done about, you know, four or five months ago, and I took them to my specialist with me because, number one, I wanted the specialist to see them. But more importantly, what I didn't want to do is have the specialist reorder all the tests I just had done three or four months ago. Right. So that becomes my responsibility. That becomes my responsibility to manage my care or try to manage my care better than I've been doing in the past, if that makes some sense. Sure. You have a right to be free of abuse. Free of abuse. Abuse. <laughs> that doesn't that seem like sense. you have to claim that's yeah. a right. That just seems like a naturally given right. Yeah. How many times have you seen on, uh, on, on the news somebody in a nursing home or somebody in a, you know, long-term care facility or whatever it is, you know, doing uh, patient abuse. Sure. It's there, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, um, at any rate, that just gives you just a, just a smidgen of what some of your, of what some of your rights are. There's, there's, there are, there's a list of them, and I would highly encourage you to, um, when you are treated at a hospital or wherever, ask for their patient bill of rights. Let's just take a couple of minutes and let's talk about what your responsibilities are. 
your responsibility is to provide the right and accurate information. That is critical. And if you start off on the wrong foot, you're going to end up on the wrong foot as it relates to this. Right. A lot of those other rights break down if you're not telling the doctor or if you're either not being truthful or you're just not telling them the right information, you know, about what's what's wrong with you or, you know, things like like that. Exactly. And so what's there to be afraid of? As a matter of fact, I would hope that we all would be very open about this. And so that just like you said, Matt, you know, the doctor can be well informed Mm -hmm. as to what's going on. We, the consumer, have a responsibility to follow the treatment plan. Now, (laughs) I I can assure you that a significant number of us don't. (laughs) sure right wrong or indifferent um that's just the way it is somehow i I, i'm ashamed to say i can't count the number of times or i probably could count but if i wanted to but the number of times i've gotten an antibiotic prescription and i just don't take the last couple because i feel better or whatever (laughs) or whatever you know i do that uh, and i know a lot of people do that but uh yeah you're responsible to do that because they're they're prescribing you that for a reason exactly exactly We have a responsibility to ask questions, a lot of them. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. It's your health, and it's your responsibility to make sure you know what's going on. It's your responsibility to keep your contact information up to date. So if in the event something does, you know, go wrong, God forbid, then at a bare-bone minimum, that healthcare provider can provide you with uh, or or provide you contacts with the appropriate information. We have a responsibility to use the services correctly. What that means is, is that we shouldn't abuse health care. So, I mean, if you have a cold, you don't go to the emergency room, you know, you know which is the best example I can think yeah. of. And you have a responsibility to pay your bill. Now, sometimes you can afford it, sometimes you can't. But at the end of the day, you know, there are, there are options that healthcare providers can, can work with you to take care of that bill for you or make it a little bit easier for you to, you know, for you to manage it. I think it's easy to lose sometimes when we talk about all this stuff about overbilling and uh, uh, drive-by doctors like we spoke about last <laughs> last episode that uh, you start to get the cynical view. But uh, they are providing you a service. They yeah. could be saving your life or they yeah. could be making you feel better. So exactly. you do have a responsibility as long as it's all in good faith to pay your bill. Right. You just have to find where that good faith line <laughs> right. is yeah. and make sure that both parties are towing it equally, I think. Exactly. And so – you know, healthcare in this particular situation is a two-way street. The, you know, the healthcare provider has some responsibilities to you, the patient, and you, the patient, have responsibilities to the healthcare provider. And I think if you, the healthcare consumer, understands both of them, don't have to memorize them, but at a bare-bone minimum, just have a basic understanding of them, I think it's going to help you manage the system. It's going to help you navigate the system. And it's going to help you get out of the healthcare prison. 
and become lesser of a healthcare prisoner. So with that being said, that concludes you know the podcast for today. The next podcast is going to talk about what questions you should be asking your healthcare provider. What questions should you ask the hospital when you get admitted? What questions you should ask the emergency room, your doctor, the laboratory, and all the other healthcare providers that you are going to be exposed to at one point in time or another? And that goes hand in glove with what your responsibility is, is to ask questions. And so I'm going to ask, I'm going to answer that question for you, is what it boils down to. Healthcare Consumer Navigator Center has developed a consumer guide for you, the healthcare consumer, that is the healthcare consumer patient rights and responsibilities. If you would like a copy of this, please drop us a note via our website and we'll be happy to send it to you. Thanks and you know we'll see you the next time.